This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. And today, I have a very interesting uh, guest with me. I believe you were in one of the episodes of Season 1, but either which way, my guest is a lab tech. Uh, Am I correct with the job title? Yep. All right. You are a lab tech at a hospital and uh, also one of the very few people in this world allowed to touch my hair. That's right. This person not only is uh, on the front lines, but also keeping my line of my hair intact. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rosette. Uh, I don't know if you wanted your whole name because like, you know, you have a real job and that can get fuck up (laughs) being on my podcast. Cause like uh, today, on the podcast, we've decided to uh, uh, which we do on every episode. And what we're burning today is something. Now, I'm not a big fan of the of uh, the government weed uh, because I don't like the fact that they make money off of the things that they put people in the street jail for. But today we are smoking the government weed and we have uh, from Namaste cream caramel. So that's what we'll be smoking today. So at the end of the podcast, we're going to let you guys know uh, how good the smoke is. Is cream caramel from Namaste. It's got 20% THC, but you know, it's from the government. And if it's anything like I believe the government says, then it's a lie. But <laughs> um, but yo, let's let's get it in. Namaste, I've smoked from them before and they tend to have good stuff still. So let's get in with the smoke. No, hold on. Let me light this bad boy up. One second. You're a welding torch. I know. Why you lit up too? <laughs> I am. Put that. Make sure when you talk, you have the mic to your oh, face sorry, there. You're rookie. All right. <laughs> so, Rosette, could you explain to me first off what the fuck is a lab tech for my dummies at home? <laughs> like myself, because I don't know. Like, I honestly kept calling your job title a nurse. Yeah. But you're not a nurse. I get right? that a lot. Right? But what what are you then? What's the difference between you and a nurse? So, a nurse tends to... I got it. Okay. <laughs> a nurse tends to tend to the patient, give them medications, do, you know, some initial assessments, and just monitor them. I... Uh, use um, machinery to diagnose uh, body fluids. So we look into your blood, your urine, your feces, all kind of body fluids. And uh, we use those to monitor your chemistry levels. Sometimes we look at your blood cells. You can diagnose cancers, things like that. So my question is, yo, what do you find in doo-doo? Like, yo, there's some legit studies where, like, yo, I went when I was younger. They had a study where they're like, yo, you have to poop in a bucket. You have to doo-doo in a white bucket, like a paint bucket, like an industrial paint bucket. They would wheel out and you would, man, someone would have to pop and squat 
it was very uncomfortable, but it was uh, $150. And I was like, yo, what do I got to eat? They're like, whatever you want. And I don't know what these other devils ate, but it was, yo, some of those buckets had splashes. What do you find in that dirtiness that you guys have to like, you know, like for me, the only thing I know about poo-poo is, that's what we used to call it, we're Greg, a poo-poo, is yo, if you, if you see blood, if you see blood, ah, oh, shit's gone wrong. Other than that, what do you find in poo-poo? Like, yeah, what so, is in there? Uh, in those things, you can look for blood, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a bleed. It could be, you know, some really. What is what bacteria. does blood mean? Is it always cancer? It's not always cancer. Some forms of diarrhea can really uh, fuck up your intestinal lining and have you bleed a little bit. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, mostly blood and bacteria. Those are the main things that we look for in there. So there's bacteria in your poo-poo. Yeah, there's good and bacteria. And there's some bacteria that, you know, is not supposed to be there. And that's where you get diarrhea and, mm-hmm. and the blood. And, and you can tell that mm-hmm. in the poo-poo. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you were in school, you had to sift through poo-poo? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, can you, what was... <laughs> <laughs> Like, yo, who collects that sample? Like, hey, I I got a science class at three o'clock. What are you doing for lunch? Uh-uh. Like, what? How is that when you go to class? Like, they just roll out buckets of of, well, the, of the brown town. In training, the hospitals brought us samples, but what they do usually is they will shit in a bucket and they just take a sample of. Oh, you shit in your own bucket. Yeah. Yo, that'd be fuck up if you found out you're like dying. You're like, yo, teach, what does this mean? And he's like, yo, you got like six weeks. <laughs> you you shouldn't worry about the final exam. You ain't gonna make it. Happen, oh my god. Wait, we don't. We don't. We didn't shit. No, the hospitals brought us samples. Oh, I thought no, you. No, 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 we didn't. I thought you shit no, that because that would make sense that. to me if the teacher said, "Listen, we're gonna analyze shit," and everyone's like, "No," and he's like, "Yo, it's your own." It's like, all right. You know what I mean? Unless you had a rough night of like, you know, Cheetos and and whipped cream. Um, then everything should be okay. But like, I I don't know. Like who, like, is there like a center? Is there a collection place? Is there like, where are they finding the resources <laughs> to bring you guys? So you know hospital, I mean? hospital labs will do their diagnosis. And then when they find anything interesting, they'll send it out to the schools. So when we're studying a certain subject, they'll give us those things. So they'll tell you that's what it looks like. So they preserve poo-poo and send it out to class. Absolutely. Yo, yeah. if you see your poo-poo getting sent out by FedEx, you know you're dying. You know, <laughs> you're like, hey, teach, what are you doing? I got to bag this up. <laughs> it's, it's something that the, t- the students need to see. It's like, what? What did I eat? <laughs> Jesus. That would scare me. Like, what are you doing with my poo? I got to send this <laughs> to the other hospitals. They got to study this shit. Your patient zero. So did you, what, what's the worst thing you ever, that you've ever like, like, cause like, I don't know, like with nurses, they're very morbid. Cause like they see death all the time. Now with yourself, because you don't work directly with the patient unless you have to, as you call it, poke them. Mm-hmm. Right. For the people that explain what poking them, what do you, you or so jab them? What do you call it? What do you call it when you 
or stab them. Is that what you go? I mean, I've I've heard all of these terms, but I I usually just say poke. But you just collect blood, use a needle to collect blood samples to pretty much study your your blood. Mm. Okay. Now, have you ever like got back a blood type where you're like, oh, this person's not gonna make it, or you had a patient that was like that 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 one's gone. Did that ever happen to you? Uh well Like does the cloud of death follow you as you walk through the halls of the hospital? Well, yes. I work in a small hospital, so I do have a lot of contact with patients because I do do some collections. Um, there are lab technologists that usually work in the lab with the uh, machinery and do some uh, diagnosis or aid with some diagnosis. And lab assists will usually do most of the poking and uh, data entry and things like that. So when we um, are on off shifts, like evening shifts, night shifts, things like that, it's usually the technologist that does the poking and the analysis. So I do have a lot of contact with patients. I have poked a dead or dying patient, which was pretty morbid. What was that? What do you mean, like morbid? Like, like break that down for me, because like so they were. You got to go and pick up that frail hand and be like, "This is your last time." Yeah. So they called me into emergency, and they were pretty much doing um, compressions on a on an older lady. And yeah, I had to poke her while they were doing the compressions and she wasn't uh, looking like she was going to make it. Mm. That's a, so she didn't make it. No, she did not. Oh no. Yeah. Sometimes you'll go and do a collection and you come back into the lab and you find out that they pass like five minutes later. Holy damn. Yeah. So you, you do have that kind of, that kind of experience as well. Does that affect you? I mean, it does, but you you can't really let it because there are a lot of other people to help, you know. So you do you do feel it, but you can't really let it stop you. I love the work more than it makes me sad, you know. Mm. And now the work, because like that's what I really wanted to get into mm-hmm. is why why I'm so inspired by you, what people don't know about you is your resilience. Because um, the fact that you just said what you said there, that's that you love this job. But when people say they love their job, the work that requires to get that job, not everybody's willing to put in. See, because you started out going to school in Sudbury. Am I correct? Now, what were you taking when you were in Sudbury? I was taking biomedical science at uh, Laurentian University. Okay, so you were always into the medical side of life. Yeah, I always loved You were, okay. Yeah. So from small, you were like, yo, I want to play a doctor. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Mm. I was definitely the one that wanted to be a doctor when I grew up. Oh, I mean. Now, as the path continued, so you started out in Sudbury. What did you graduate with? Because I uh, uh, was it good times like like when you go to because you're going there for medical stuff. Right. So you got to be like serious. But like 
you're in college where it's like, yo, it's time to get fuck up. Now, were you in the fuck up crew or were you like in the guys, we got to pull it together because you know what? <laughs> Did you ever have that emotional moment with the one, you know, token black person's like, I'm the first black person that ever went to college and I need to make sure that I put college before partying. And you're like, yeah. And then you guys strapped down and you guys became better students because of it. And then you guys had a group hug. Did that happen? I, I was I was kind of somewhere in the middle. It oh, my depended, God, you were. <laughs> depending on the day I, you, I graduated. I mean, you know? yeah. Did you have the other token? Did you have that moment with another token black? Did you have any other black people there? Yeah, there were quite a few black people. They, okay, good. Sudbury. Yeah. For people yeah. who don't know, Sudbury is a very small white town. <laughs> in Ontario but it's a school town though so you have a lot of people coming through from a lot of different places there were people from everywhere at my school mm. yeah a lot of international students too and then so then how did you end up graduating and then going to school in Edmonton like what happened with that transition because that's a big jump to go from I mean big jump in terms of distance but you know you went from Sudbury to just a northern white town. So you went from a southern white town to a northern white town. So like that's a huge jump. You graduate, but then yet you find yourself in university or sorry, was it university? What school did you go to? Yeah, it was a university in in Sudbury, Ontario. But then when you came to Edmonton, now what made you move? Why why didn't you get a job right after Sudbury? Why did you end up in Edmonton going to school? Well, with uh, the degree and the grades that I had, I couldn't go to um, a master's program and I couldn't get a job with the degree that I had. Oh, so your <laughs> grades were a mosh up. I mean, they were they were great. They weren't as competitive. They were like, nah, dog. <laughs> 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 they were like, we'll give you the diploma, but not a second Listen, I chance. I didn't apply. I didn't apply. I didn't really, I, I didn't, I wasn't really interested in anything at that point. So, and I couldn't get a job with what I had, which. So did you not know that going in? Like, hey, no. this degree ain't gonna get you shit. No, I, I didn't really. Because that seems really. to happen a lot. I know a it lot does. of career students who go to school to come out of school to go back to school. I said, what do you do? They said, I forgot something. What did you forget that you need to go back twice for four years? After four years, whatever you forgot, leave it. That's what me say. That's <laughs> yeah. That sounds so aggressive. Because you did how many years in Sudbury? I did five years. Oh, my in God. Sudbury. Yeah. Then you came to Edmonton and did how many years? I was in Edmonton for five years. Oh, my well. God. Yeah. That's 10 years. Because <laughs> that's 10. What did you learn in 10 years that you didn't need five of them? Jesus Murphy. This Honestly, is what I don't like about the school system. The school because system how the hell are they grab. teaching a class that don't get no job? That's like, yo, I'm gonna open up, I'm gonna open up a, 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 a college and be like, it's a college for uh uh Instagram selfies. Like that it's the same thing. Because like at the end of it, you get no job, but you get a great picture. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's really what it is. And I, uh, but first, let me take a selfie. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna jam that in any way I oh could. I was gonna jam it any way I could. Yeah, but now, okay, sorry. So now, why Edmonton? You—that's a big leap. Why did you not stay in Ontario? Why did you make that leap? 
So to be honest, I just I didn't want to go back home. I wanted to go exploring. I wanted to see what was out there. Um, I had some family out in Edmonton. I had my brother out there and he said it was great. So I was like, okay, let me see if they have um, any programs that I can get into. I was always interested in kind of lab technology too when I was coming up, but I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't really do it because I was told that, you know, university was the way to go. I feel like you say that with some you say that with some uh, some harshness in your voice when you say I "I was told (laughs) like, yo, speak on it. yo, Get that off your chest. This is a podcast where we want to weed school. This cream caramel is bringing out the truth, yo. It's true, man. Talk, talk, the tr- talk, your talk, yo. yo so you're high saying schools, that schools, mm-hmm. your family, your counselors, all these people—they tell you that university is the way to go because mm-hmm. you have certain grades and you have certain interests. But I, you know, found work by going to a trade school, mm. and you know, I make great money. I love the work that I do. And I felt like if I had done this right out of high school, I'd be in a much better financial situation. You know, university is expensive. <coughs> that's the <coughs> that's so, the thing. It's a trap. I don't know, man. It is. It is a trap. I feel like it is. Because it it's like. I felt like high school is just I, the whole school system, I found, is a way of making you become a good employee. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. But you don't find wealth as an employee, you know? You find Not you always, find sense but... of duty. You know, a lot of people and there's nothing wrong with that. There's people that they want to join a team or a family or something and they want to build and grow with it. Like, you know, I call those the Hank Hills. Remember Hank Hill from King of the Hill? Sure. <laughs> he just wanted to be a good employee, you know? But like me, I'm like more of a Homer Simpson. Where <laughs> <laughs> like i say i'm uh my i am my own boss and a terrible employee so this company is not doing well <laughs> this company needs other other employees but but i feel like you can be successful as an employee but they don't teach you how they don't teach you anything useful in school i don't i don't find well, how do you become successful as an employee i mean like well, they put a lot of things oh, in God. your face that they tell you that you need, but you know you might not necessarily. Well, certain something. type of certain type of cars, certain brands of clothes, a house of a certain you know size and quality or whatever. So living out of your means, living out living outside of your means is pushed more than. I think you know, doing I think, what's necessary. I think you're very right. I think living outside of our means has caused what a lot of society deals with in terms of anxiety and depression yep. because there are things that come from us wanting what is not uh, within reach. You know what I'm saying? I had a and friend. And things that don't matter. Right. I had a friend that worked for some high-end clothing store. I can't remember the name. She's doing very well. Um uh, right now she does uh the fashion designs and stuff on like city tv and shit like that mm-hmm. um but anyways she was working at this high-end place and her job was to create outfits that um would make people want to come in and buy it and uh 
she said that the way to be successful was to make the outfit you can't afford the outfit but you can afford like the shoes and or the belt or the thing mm-hmm. so she styles it so that you could see not only the outfit is fire but how can you make the shoes look good with something that you have at home or right. so you're now buying like $700 shoes so that you could be like, look, I got $700 shoes, but you couldn't even afford the rest of the outfit. Mm-hmm. And she was like, watch. She said she hated watching young black people come in who would buy, you know, pieces of the articles that she would be setting up. And she's like, it's a trap. Like you guys are just buying these like little pieces and people know you're not, you know, you may try to appear rich in the nightclub, but people with money will look at you like, whoa. You got a $400 belt on a pair of $35 jeans. That makes no sense. (laughs) If you have Levi jeans and a Louis Vuitton belt, you're not fooling anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, like she said, she hated it. And uh, she hated watching people come in and blow their money on her designs because she's making it look like fire. Like, oh, these are great outfits. And so she quit. She quit a good job like that simply because of the fact that she couldn't stand watching uh people try to live outside of their means and so you're saying as an employee it is possible but i feel like at some point you have to become the boss right yeah so what where as an employee where you stay an employee are you um finding you know independence and wealth i guess what a savings account or something is that what you mean like save your money yeah saving investing you know putting work in moving up in your field if you if that's what you want you know not being afraid to go out and explore a lot of the time when you go out and find a new job you get paid more than you were before Mm-hmm. so but i mean we're trained to want to stay in the same place and be habitual you know? I, i'm getting the sense you don't like the school system um would you now you, you know, don't have children but if you had a child would you want to, to be raised in the current school system no and i i had that feeling <laughs> i had a feeling that that was going to be the answer the way you were talking about schools was not with um love uh <laughs> there was no love in your heart when you were talking about it so mm-hmm. you feel like uh the schooling that you had to go through now why is it that you went through it and became successful but you don't think it'll be successful for the fruit of your loins i mean i know that's, that's a good an question. question i that's know a, that's, that's a such good a question. good question the weed man this cream <laughs> caramel is making man them think yo this is like I don't even know where that sentence came from. I heard it and said, blood clot. Like, <laughs> well, I said, oh, who that? <laughs> um, uh, the weed has made me brought out my my uh, old Toronto talking with my friend's accent. There is. But well, yeah, back to that question. Do I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going I'm to light up this, this spliff and, and uh, while you figure that out. I feel like... St- Structurally, Mm -hmm. there are like hurdles in place in the sense that 
I've had to unlearn a lot of things in order to get on to the path of success. I wouldn't say I'm successful yet. A lot of things that I want to do, but mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, the fact that they aim to domesticate you more than anything else in school is the reason why a lot of people feel like things are happening to them or wait for things to happen for them. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm high. I'm going to have to listen to this again. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast again because that was a deep question and I don't know if that was the answer. But I feel like... Because from what I'm getting is that you believe that although you have met through uh, some variable of success but not complete, Mm -hmm. uh, that the way you came up could be better because the the, uh, way they run the schools Mm -hmm. is set up to, as you say, domesticate a person, which it basically means fall in line, do what I say, ask no questions. Right. And uh, create a habit of uh following mm-hmm. and uh but yet you yourself you enjoy being an employee right mm-hmm. so why is it bad that they're pumping out employees is it that more people would like to be employees or do you think more people would want to be independent well I, see i'm I, a I rebel it, the- independent people i think become independent no matter what exactly And I feel like the school system like kind of tries to inhibit that and, you know, labels it as a bad thing. They they show it as, you know, they kind of make it seem like being an employee is the only way to go. And if you deviate from that, it's, you know, you're you're not going to make it. And so a lot of brilliant people coming up through the school system have their light dimmed or extinguished completely. Yeah, I get a sense where they try to, you know, what is it called again? Pavlonian behavior where he rings the bell and the dog drools. Yeah. I think like that gold star you get, that pat on the head, right. that certificate award is them ringing the bell. And like our society now, uh, as when they become grownups, they need a bell in order for them to find relevance within their life. Mm-hmm. And you're, I, if I'm correct, you're saying that the school system is promoting that behavior. Right. That behavior that where it's like, come to this job where uh, you do this and I'll give you a gold star and then you get a paycheck to come back here and do this again. And that's what the school systems are pumping out. Yes. Okay. Now, they didn't pump that out with you, though. So well, why like are you, you said, different? independent people are going to be independent people. Also, oh, you're independent. I think independent thinking. Mm-hmm. And how is that? I don't. Uh, I I don't really, or I've never really fallen into you know the the marketing of of stuff mm-hmm. like the the brands, the labels, and so. So, okay, you saying that you live within your means. Yeah. That you think for yourself. Right. And that you uh, have found 
at least a pathway to what you would consider success. Like you see yourself being fully successful. I I do. I do on the journey that you're on right now. Yes. Okay. And also, uh, I'm just going to toss this in there. Uh, cause you are a, a single black female. Yes. Uh, has that, uh, inhibited you, uh, on your journey? Has that, has that been, in what way? like, has, cause like, I mean, being black and a woman, you got two strikes against you. Right. And, uh, in school, in your field of employment now, uh, with your patients, with your uh, fellow employees, have you found that you being a woman uh, and of color, uh, something that has been uh, a hindrance? No, I don't. I've never really seen me being black or a woman being a hindrance. I've I've always. Well, I'm sorry, well, in your field, but, in your field. This is, yeah, I mm-hmm. do. Like, I do feel a sense of like people wanting to other you a lot. Explain what you mean by that. I don't I don't know what you, you mean by other you. It's like. I don't know. Things just have to be different because. I'm black. There are people with, uh, for example, at work, I have um, I usually wear a head covering. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people that work there do, mm-hmm. but uh, multiple times people have asked me like, "Oh, like what is what is what is that called?" Oh, you I know, get like, it. Why why does it have to be different? <laughs> it's like is that is that a winter hat or a toque? <laughs> they need to they need to they, they need name for they it. need to know the name for you it. You want to pass me that weed? I want to roll up a next one. No, 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 the tray on the floor. Yeah, we're uh, so far. I will say I'll hold your mic for you. Um, this uh, I'm enjoying this weed. This is the kind of weed that. Yep, yep. That was. There we go. Okay. All right. Uh, this is the kind of weed you want to smoke when you uh, gotta sit in traffic. <laughs> you know what I mean, or like where you gotta do something you don't want to do. And it'll just let you get through it. Like you just coast right through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not putting me to sleep, but you know, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Like gotcha. where it could be quiet in your head. That's a beautiful moment. You it's ever nice. notice that? that? You know, the weird part about that moment is when you know it, you fuck it up. Cause you're like it's silent. Oh shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the, the moment you say that it's acknowledge it, you fucked it up. Yeah. And it's almost like, the magic is in not acknowledging it, just letting go or some shit. I don't know, but I keep fucking it up every time it's quiet. I'm like, I'm quiet. Ah, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wild game in this house, in this brain. And then the weed. Uh, well, this weed is uh, uh, making me. It's very talkative weed. I'll say that. It's very talkative weed. Yeah. Because I'm talkative. Like, I like to talk a bit. You are quite talkative naturally. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't shut up. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, I have guests just so that someone can answer my questions. Uh, <laughs> like, I am the worst. Okay, good. I got some weed. And, um, oh, so, okay. People were living outside of their means. 
<laughs> you don't like the school system. You uh, ended up in Edmonton. Yes. You were taking lab tech stuff. Yes. Your first run. How did that go down? <laughs> so my first run, I uh, was going to school and also working to support myself. And, uh, you know, just being an independent, strong black woman. All right. I see that. I guess, you know, as per usual. And, um, you know, certain things naturally fell through the cracks for me. And I had to take another semester of school. I had to repeat a semester of school. Wait a minute. So wait, you failed? I failed. Okay. How did, how did you fail? What happened? So there was one uh, course in hematology uh, that is the study of blood and the cells in the blood. And, um, you know, there were certain counts and morphology, which is description of the shape and the size of the cells. And, uh, you know, I couldn't really fully grasp that. I don't I don't know what was happening. But at the time, it wasn't um, something I could fully grasp. And um, basically, I took an exam and I failed it. And they told me that I would have to repeat the semester. So one failed test and you can't pass the whole damn course. Yep. And here's the Why didn't they just open with that <laughs> shit then? Just be like, hey, yo, can you do this? Then you shouldn't take this class. That's fuckery. No, no, no. But here's the joke, though. Here in, um, like, where I work now, we don't do that at all. We don't do any description of the, the size of the cells. It's like the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> you know what I mean? They you know? beat that in your head as a kid in, in school. Remember that? that yep. that fo- I don't even know the theory, the thing anymore, because you know why? I've never fucking <laughs> used it. <laughs> But in school, you know that Pythagorean theory with the brackets? Mm -hmm. You had to know bed mass? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is bed mass? When did I use bed mass? Well, I guess it's two. Brackets, (laughs) exponents, decimal, multiplication, addition, subtraction. That's what the fuck it means. I get why they did it. Like, they teach you how to, you know, think critically and solve problems. But, you know, not everybody does it that way. Yo. If you're a person that's listening to this podcast and you've used bed mass, <laughs> please write to me and tell me what happened when you had to break out bed mass. Because I know right now you guys are laughing to yourself <laughs> being like, fuck it, he's right. Because I know we spent a lot of years on bed mass. Yep. And you know that when they try to fuck with you on Facebook with like, can you answer this question? I'm like, that's bed mass. Don't you fuck with me. <laughs> you got to do all the shit in the brackets first. And then if it's outside the brackets, you got to multiply it. Stop fucking with me. I know what this is. I don't care if you throw fractions and I'll fix that up too. You got to make that fraction a whole because you can't multiply a fraction. Oh my God, I, hate I hated that shit. I was like, look, man. But you know you had to know it. They're like, yo, what's you you, you know what's a hole? It's a dollar. All right, cool. <laughs> what happens when I take away twenty five cents? I punch you in the face. <laughs> oh my God. I know I had to do that. That's <laughs> such a corny. Uh, that's that thing. Stupid corny joke. Uh, if you take away the apples, what do you have? Well, you have a fucking problem. That's stupid shit. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. All right. Um, back to you. Yo, the the weed is uh. Guys, if I'm going off topic, please understand that the weed today is definitely 
Yeah, it's definitely wild. good. Uh, cream caramel from Namaste. Um, yo, hit me up for the for the link up, y'all. I want to buy directly from you. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm supporting the government. Yo, did I get too high? I'm gonna end up on a fucking <laughs> on a list. On eh? list. I'm on a list already. Damn it. I should have said nothing. Uh, I voted for Trudeau. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm on a list now. Oh, man. Hey, that's... Now, you uh, you actually... Like, one comedian uh, made the joke where he's like, I don't want to listen to anybody who doesn't wear a lab coat. <laughs> and do you wear a lab coat? I do wear a lab coat. You wear a lab coat. You a lab coat wearing motherfucker. So you ain't out there... In a safety vest and construction boots, trying to talk about health and safety. <laughs> you are in when they say front line, you're talking about because a lot of people be like, I'm on the front line and they work at Uber Eats, and it's like, shut the fuck up. You you're an opportunist for lazy people. Stop acting like you're on the front line. You are on the front line. You are literally putting on uh gowns and costumes and outfits to go and deal with patients who are fucking you know infected with diseases and shit and what was that like to do what sorry to go and pull i know the weed good (laughs) we good what was it like dealing with a covid patient in the beginning days like nowadays people have covid and we just kick them out (laughs) shut the fuck up go home Uh, but like when covid first started if you had COVID, motherfuckers looked at you like you had a death sentence. They were like, I don't know. They, I don't know if you're going to make it. And um, before the vaccine even came out, mm-hmm. you guys had to deal with them. So what, yeah. what did you have to do? What was the procedure pre-vaccine to deal with these uh, patients? Well, Take your time. I'm rolling a spliff. Okay. <laughs> pre-vaccine. Um, like anyone else who had a respiratory issue, we would go in with uh, a bunch of PPE. We would go in with a mask, depending on what they thought it was or what they know they had. Uh, we would use an N95. Uh, we would use, you know, a different lab code that we would dispose of right away. Gloves, things like that. A visor, you know. Do you see that stupid shit when Rihanna was wearing like a jacket? Not Rihanna, the model. I can't remember the model uh, with the dark suit one. Mm. And she was in the airport and then she, the jacket she wore and as soon as she got out of the airport, she took off the jacket and threw it in the trash. Um, I'm not sure. Not Tyra Banks, but the other oh, one. Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell. Yes. I was like, bitch, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> but then there was like people washing their food with bleach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when you parents. Come from the grocery store, people would like dunk their stuff in bleach yeah wipe it down with bleach wipes no when you were watching that happen as a person who wears a lab coat what what was going through your head i mean the <laughs> depending on what they were wiping a lot of it was unnecessary and probably more harmful than beneficial yeah fucking bleach that's, is that's harmful dog. man you don't you don't ingest that yeah because <laughs> i remember and you know the funny thing is Cause black people, especially, uh, like like we embrace cleanliness very much. Yes. You know, we're very into it. So when I was watching 
the Jamaican woman go, Mina Akir. And she was literally like stewing her vegetables in bleach. Mm-hmm. And she, me want it clean. It's just like, I People get it, it but chicken. like that is a horrible idea. Yeah, like, that's not good. That's not good. No. That's good taste weird. You know what I mean? You are messing up the oxtail tonight. But also, that, you're messing up your insides. That's probably. what I'm saying. Though, <laughs> but people did it. Like I, like they were showing videos of people, and like black, especially black women, would take their kids' bags, wipe it down, then take their shoes off, put it in bags, and then uh, 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 let them sit in the car that was had like a plastic seat. And it's just like, I mean, yeah, people, it was wild back then because it was scary. Like people didn't know what it was. It was, you know, right. And so like, how was that for you now in the hospital during these scary ass times? What was that like for you when now you got to go and poke a COVID patient? Walk me through that as I roll this spliff. Uh, I personally at first didn't really feel any ways about it because we have protections in place in the first place but the energy was very you know frantic (laughs) it's it was it was wild people people were very afraid to you know even be near each other you were kind of told that you shouldn't be near each other it was um there were a lot of people coming through the hospital. We had a lot of uh, COVID testing. So there were a lot of swabs coming through our site. We don't test there, but we send them out to a center. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was it was mostly a lot of work more than anything else. And very like frantic energy. People were very, very scared. But, you know, COVID was always around and it, it can be killed with soap and water. But people, it, it, there were a lot. There was a lot of uh, misinformation going around at first, so right? Because like you, you know what I'm saying. You got a lab coat, <laughs> so like when you saw people buying toilet paper, w- did you understand why they even thought that? Because they did I don't it again. Know. Like the second they they've done it again. Like there wasn't just the one time. Like they did it the first time. Everybody's laughing at you, ha ha ha, to the point where toilet paper you couldn't even buy, and then. They did it again. Like after everybody laughed and was like, you're stupid. What are you doing? And then they were like, oh, we might run out of food and groceries again. And they immediately bought toilet paper again. Like, can you explain to me what is the science behind we need all the toilet paper? I'm not sure. I I don't know at all (laughs) what toilet paper had to do with anything. But, um, that would be the last thing I'd be worried about personally. You know? There, yeah, there all they did was options. inconvenience me. That's all that yeah, happened. It was, like just, it was, it was just, a minor it was, inconvenience. Because you would go to the store and be like, oh shit, I'm out of toilet paper. And then you go down the aisle and you go, these motherfuckers took yeah. all the toilet paper. And it's just like, they if were this fighting was a serious. Each other, like fist fighting over toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. And I'm like, if this was a serious, like, oh my God, the world's coming to an end, I would just wipe my ass with a rag. Or maybe get There's a bidet, water, you know? Yeah, like, like well, that is a, the there is, like, if I'm in the bush, the last thing I'm worried about is toilet paper. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what were you guys, like, I was trying to I understand the science. Thinking. Is there some kind of dark web that they're on? That they're like, you need all the toilet paper. Does Cottonelle have a conspiracy theory channel <laughs> where they're like, you got to buy all the Cottonelle toilet paper or else you can go ahead on toilet paper. Is that how they made their money? I don't know, but 
I just never understood it, but they, they were buying it in bulk, knows, fighting man. in aisles. Yeah. My child needs this for shitting. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And so now what's the energy like? Um, now it's it's very much relaxed. It wasn't. It 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 was it was it was frantic when the the virus first came out. Then, you know, it was just a lot of people coming through, feeling sick. And then the the vaccine came out and that caused a whole different kind of problem. Yeah, there was some big problems with the vaccine now. And because here's the thing, um, you had a lot of issues um, because you were in the hospital and it was mandatory for all hospital people to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I thought that you guys, like you said earlier, that there's procedures that you guys put in place so that you never even uh, contract or give anything to the patients. Yeah. So why were like we they forcing even- it? <laughs> I I don't know. I think it was because it was a mandate and um, they felt they needed to follow this rule. Because they forced that on you. Yes. And forced you to, well, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Mm -hmm. but um, you had to be vaccinated Mm -hmm. and, you know, they put you on the chopping block. Yeah. They actually were going to fire you. Yeah, they threatened my livelihood because I chose not to get vaccinated. And then after you got vaccinated two months later, now they're saying you don't have to be vaccinated. Yep. Which is, you know, I kind of called it. I was like, this is not even going to be a thing. I don't know why. I I don't know. Like, because it was said that it was a rule, like by hell or high water, everyone had to do it. Yeah, I feel like they pushed it hard enough where they're like, all right, we got enough. I don't know. Of them. But I but, I felt yeah. bad. I felt terrible, you know? Yeah, it's infuriating because now it doesn't even matter. And I knew I knew it wouldn't matter. Yeah. If you enough. didn't if you didn't get vaccinated, you won because exactly. everything went back to normal. Exactly. And everything. I think a lot of but people just didn't want to admit that the people in the tinfoil hat was right. Right. Like for once I'll be like, all right, maybe uh, you guys got to admit that the conspiracy theory people were kind of fucking they on were, point. They were more right than everyone else. Yeah, that's true. They're because they called all the shit that they're doing right now. Yep. Oh man. But you know, I, I just couldn't afford to, to not do it. Yeah. Neither could I. I had to, I had to, you know, take it in yeah. the ass. Took some hits, took some hits, but you know, uh, we, uh, we, we take some hits, but we bounce back. Yeah, man. We bounce back. So now uh, what's the future? What's the future for you, man? Cause uh, you went on an amazing ride coming from born in, uh, in Canada, in uh, Mississauga or Brampton? Mississauga. Mississauga, then going to Sudbury, then from Sudbury to Edmonton. And now Edmonton, you failed in your first year, came back, obviously, at the end of the story. Don't worry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I made it, guys. She, made we made it. it. She's here. So we, we, she made, made it. it. Um, came back with the resiliency to do the fucking course again. That yeah. is a lot of people would have given up. I just, I just had to get to that training, man. 
Oh I my god! To the, the practicum. It was it was cool, man. I saw some really cool. I saw more cool things in my practicum than I do now. Like actually, working. what what's some cool shit that you saw? Well, there are you know five areas of the work that I do. One of them is um, histology, which is the study of tissues. You uh, preserve tissue. You cut it up. You stain it. <laughs> And um, you analyze it for any type of, you know, abnormalities to diagnose disease. So there was one time they were doing a gross dissection, which is when they, you know, take out a part of someone's body after either they pass away or after they do an operation and they analyze it to see what was wrong. And um, there was one case a very unfortunate cancer patient and on the table I saw like an actual asshole to prostate. So you it saw a, a butthole? Yeah. It, it was like, yeah, like a carved they, out. They cut out the hole. They carved out because there was cancer in it. So they carved out. Yeah, go get checked out, guys. Oh no, I gotta go get checked out because <laughs> I don't want my asshole on no table. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's bad when you put your asshole up and they like call the students. Uh, this is gonna be a <laughs> learning. Was, yeah, that was, that was another This is gonna be a learning moment. Uh, what's going on back there? Oh, don't worry. Call the theater and we're, we're, we're gonna make a documentary on this one. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, it's wild. I, I don't want like- that. I saw intestines with like polyps. That was really cool. A lot of people find this kind of stuff gross, but also. Yeah, I definitely think polyps on an intestine. First of all, seeing the intestine. Yeah. Then being like, oh, what's that? It's even worse. Yeah. And so. Gigantic. (laughs) It's really big. Yeah, I heard it's like. A lot longer than you would uh, imagine. I mean, they tell you that, but when you see it, it's like. How long is the intestine? Isn't it like, is it like wrap around the world or some shit? Like. No, I don't not, not not quite that long. I think that's like all your like nerve endings or something like that. Oh man, I'm gonna Google it because <laughs> I don't have it in my brain. But now you're in. Uh, where are you now? I am now uh, out in BC working. Now, why did you have to be forced to? Well, not forced. I'm gonna sneeze. Remember when you used to be able to sneeze and people didn't think you were dead? Yeah. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> I saw a motherfucker cough and I was like, motherfucker. And then I was like, oh, wait, this, the, it's this pandemic's over. Okay. Yeah. But anyways. You don't got to judge people. No. Yeah, I know. I used to be a judging motherfucker. <laughs> yo, I'd be looking at like, people. Ew. Like, ew, let me take a selfie. Oh, my God. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> but like, um, shit, <laughs> I lost my point. It's good weed, man. Eh? It's good weed. Yeah, it's good weed. Good. If you guys uh, want to check it out, make sure you guys uh, hit up Namaste for some cream caramel. Man, the smoke from cannabis is harmful and toxic. Shut up. Fake news. Um, <laughs> that's why I don't like the government shit. They'd be lying. Anyways, let's let's put a bow on this. Um, talking with you is always amazing and fun. And uh, I think your story is very... Uh, inspiring what's Aww. the future what's the future for you rosette because i mean like you're doing this on your own you left the nest 
you know, uh, uh, you ventured out. You're a single black woman, mm-hmm. and you are, you know, succeeding in a world where they, you know, taken away your livelihood because of your decisions. They've, you know, well, you said you did. You know, they've they failed you. Yeah. In classes Over and shit took that didn't even end up fucking mattering. Like that and, was that was annoying to me. And but, then you know? I believe you were telling me too that in Alberta, like you had to leave because they had cut health care. Oh yes, that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of cuts made to um education and healthcare in Alberta. And so And that um, was in what year? Oh man. 2017 ish yeah uh, yeah because i remember when you wanted to vote and you were like don't vote conservative yeah because they are going to cut the I was budget so mad at him and then they won overwhelmingly yeah and then they cut the the stuff immediately and that's what made me laugh because everybody's like oh the hospitals the hospitals that's why we want everyone to be vaccinated and it's like low-key they never gave a fuck they about never the gave hospitals. a fuck about the hospitals because they kept cutting they money from you guys they didn't care but then they can find money and you know what I'm on a list. Uh, <laughs> I'm on a list. Listen, I, guys that are listening to me, I'm on that list. Just make sure that you guys have peach Perrier water or watermelon Perrier water or okay. strawberry Perrier water because that's all I drink while I'm in my cell, bitches. Um, <laughs> yo, let's get out of here and fucking smoke this weed. Um, now uh, I don't know. Are you? I don't know. You you also do hair, and you're gonna you're gonna do my hair. Mm-hmm. But um, do you want to promote your hair business on the podcast for the dedicated forty? Uh sure. Immaculate braids. I specialize in natural hair styling. Out in BC, the interior region. Hit me up. All right, yo, uh, spell it out for them so they can hear. Immaculate. I M M A C U. L A T E braids. Okay. And that's on Instagram. Yep. All right. So, uh, I'm going to actually post, uh, the picture of the hairstyle she's going to do for me so that you guys can all see on the podcast. Check that out on my page at Sterling's jokes though. Rosette, Mm. uh, I want to know what the future is going to be for you. What's happening before I, we get out of here? Let the people know where where's your journey taking you next? Um, I'm going to expand, you know, my knowledge in healthcare. I'm going to look into midwifery. It's always been an interest of mine. I'm going to look into probably pursuing that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I like healthcare, you know. I, I I'd like to gain some more knowledge. All right, well, knowledge is power, yo. Yep. And more power to you. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you for being here, man. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. Good days, better nights. We out of here. <laughs> <laughs>